Well, hey, welcome to the Refresh Moms podcast. I am Deanna Mason, your host, and I am so happy to have you here. So this morning I am recording. It's the week before Christmas, and I am sitting in my office in a little chair in the corner with my microphone and a cup of coffee recording this episode. It was almost not recorded. I was going to forego publishing a podcast episode this week because maybe you're like me, your week is feeling quite slammed as you try to fit in all the things before Christmas. And I'm feeling like that. I'm feeling like I don't have a lot of margin in my day. I'm feeling like I have no handle on my to-do list, which hopefully after I finish recording this, I spend some time trying to understand where I'm wrapping things up this week. But right now it's just kind of all like floating around in my head. My daughter asked me today if we were going to the Botanical Gardens, which is a beautiful place in the city of Atlanta. And they um, have a lot of you know greenery and of course it's called gardens. So flowers and they light it up beautifully for Christmas. And today is their last day of going to classes. And she wanted to know, hey, are we going to go to the botanical gardens after after um, school today or after dinner today? And I say, you know, I think that's the plan. And she was like, well, are we, is it just us? Are, are we going with friends? Are we going with people? And when she asked that, I I was like, there is not an ounce of energy in me to plan an outing with people. <laughs> I'm doing good. If we could just get out the door and go to the botanical gardens, I have zero energy to try to organize an outing with people. And it was just funny to me how I was like, that just seemed like that would just tip me over the edge. If I had any attempt to try to actually reach out to people and say, Hey, you want to meet me up, meet me and the kids up at botanical gardens. Anyway, it was just funny to me because that's when I know my brain is full. Don't add another task to my to-do list. I can't handle it. But um. I did want to go ahead and record this episode because I wanted to complete this series before I do take some time off for the holidays. So we are in a series called Building a Refreshing Business That You Love. And this is part five, which is a conversation about marketing. And quite frankly, episodes two through four are really part of the marketing conversation. Um, the way I define marketing, marketing is just the efforts that you're I'm putting into sharing what you offer to the world. That's just a nutshell of a marketing definition. So that includes your research, that includes fine-tuning and dialing in your messaging. You know, all the things we've talked about, figuring out what problems you solve for a person, the people that you desire to help, all of those things feed into the effectiveness of your marketing plan. But today, I just wanted to have a kind of dialed in conversation on your marketing efforts, because once you have your messaging dialed in, once you are really clear on the problems that you're solving for your people, you know, once you have a very clear thing to sell, your offer, um, the pricing, all of that, let's just say all of that is absolutely ready to go. 
it's time to now put some efforts in sharing what you have to as many people as possible or as many people as you can handle serving as a business. So that's what this episode is about today, about your marketing, your beautiful magic to the world. Okay, so let's see. I'm looking at my notes because if without these notes, there's no episode today. <laughs> so once again, when you are clear about the problem that you're solving for the people you want to work with, when you have your packaging and pricing thought through, and when your messaging is concise, which means you can clearly articulate the problems that your people have in a way that resonates with your people, as well as clearly articulate the transformation or the solution that you're offering in order to solve that problem. Okay. When those things are together, it's time to go ahead and double down on marketing efforts. But part of the deception that I've fallen into as as an early business owner, especially doing business in a digital marketing space. When I first started uh, my entrepreneurship journey years ago, networking and relationships was really the strongest way to market and still my number one favorite thing to do is to develop relationships in order to expand my reach in other people's spaces and vice versa, welcoming them into my space as well to share what they do to uh, my community. That's my favorite. That's still my favorite thing. We'll talk about that in a second, but the digital space wasn't nearly as saturated as it is today. And because it's saturated, the messages that we are exposed to are like, there's just a gazillion messages in the way people are exposing us to their messages are varied. And sometimes what we may come to the conclusion of in order to grow our business, in order to sell at the um, revenue numbers that we're wanting to sell, we have to do all those things that we're seeing out there. And I want to give you some good news, first of all, and let you know you do not have to do all of those things. Matter of fact, please don't do all those things. Um, But we're going to talk about some things you can do, all right? Because there's a number of ways that you can choose to market yourself once, you know, you're ready to expand your reach, okay? So let's just talk about a few of them. I already talked about networking. That's my favorite thing. It's one of my favorite things. I have two favorite things, but I do think that's my favorite thing because I like um, I like people. I like connecting with people and building relationships with beautiful people, but networking. So what do I mean by networking? Networking is when you are developing relationships that I shouldn't say turn into, but develop into opportunities for collaboration. Collaboration can look like many things. Collaboration can be as simple as doing a Facebook Live for somebody in their space. It could be as simple as um, being featured on someone's podcast. That's something I love. I love featuring people and I love being featured on people's podcasts. Um, The magic thing about let, so let me talk about the difference between like doing a Facebook live for somebody and doing a podcast episode for somebody. 
since I've mentioned those two ways to collaborate, both are great, but a podcast episode, as opposed to a Facebook live, when you're showing up on somebody's podcast, you are showing up on what I call as their authority platform. Okay. Authority platforms can be things like a YouTube channel, a blog, podcasting. These are pieces of marketing collateral that contain your message in a way that it lives for years. You can benefit off of one well-positioned podcast episode for years because people tend to binge on podcast episodes. So you can have something that published last year and people still once they find the person, you know, the, the other person's getting new people in their space all the time. They find that person, they find that person's podcast, they decide they love that person's podcast and they start binging on their stuff, right? And eventually they'll get to yours. They hear your message, they hear something that makes them want to go find you. And like if you I just had this happen just this week. Just this week. It was so funny. So um I have a friend who's an affiliate to my things. I'm going to talk about affiliates affiliates in a um, second, which is a, another beautiful way to collaborate. But she's an affiliate to my thing, the things that I sell. And I love starting people off as an affiliate um, with whatever I offer for free, because that's an easy thing to in- invite your people to. Instead of always inviting people to purchase something as an affiliate, which there's time to do that, the easier reach is to offer them something magical that the person you're affiliate with has for free because that's an easy ask on your end. And then once they opt into that thing, the other person is now doing all the heavy lifting with invitations to actually purchase eventually, right? And you didn't have to do anything but share their free thing that you love. I love it. But anyway, a friend of mine sent an email. I'm on her email list. And anytime somebody is talking about rest, my and, and they're like in my circle, it is, it is, it is always my goal that my name is mentioned somewhere in that email. <laughs> I want my message of rest to resonate so much with those people that I collaborate with that when they think of rest, they think of Deanna Mason and Refresh Moms. That's my goal. And this is happening over and over again. And so she sent this email to talk about rest as we enter into the holiday season. And she has a paragraph in there that talks about me. And she invites them to my free mini course, Make a Rest Plan. And sure enough, I see people this week just sprinkling onto my email list. I get the notification anytime somebody opts in to my um, mini course. And I'm like, I know where they're coming from. They're coming from Emily's audience (laughs) because she just talked about me. And that's the magical thing about podcasts. It's like, if you're like, I don't know where these people all of a sudden came from. People hopping on your list. My brain all automatically knows somebody mentioned me or somebody just finally hit a podcast episode um, that, uh, you know, whoever I collaborated with 
maybe they just promoted that episode or maybe they just sent an email out around that episode or something, but it's something maybe I recorded, you know, over a year ago, it still has life. It still has value. Facebook lives and Instagram lives are not that way. They do have value, um, but they're short-lived. You're not going to really see a lot of traction from those um, opportunities besides the day or two after you do the live. That's just really their lifespan. So if you if you have to choose, choose an authority authority platform to collaborate on if you know that is being offered to you. Okay, so marketing with collaborations um, and networking, that's one way to double down on your marketing. Um, what could that look like? So, and there's a number of ways, there are a number of ways of um, creating collaborations. And if you're wanting to know more about how to do that, just email me, Deanna, at refreshmoms.com. I actually have a training that takes you through different ways to collaborate with people. Okay. I just can't go through them all today, but one of the ways that I have decided that I'm going to double down on my marketing is with being featured. And so that has informed how I invest in my business in 2022. I'm going to make financial investments in my marketing to um, speed up my uh, rate of landing podcast features. And that's because that's the marketing I want to double down on. Okay. And that's the, you know, when I am on the right podcast, when my message is, is reaching the right people, because once again, I've done, I've done what I've taught in the previous episodes in this um, series. I'm now ready to share that with as many people as possible and getting featured on podcasts is one marketing tool that I'm going to double down on in 2022. Okay. So that's collaborations. That's my little section on collaborating and networking. Another layer of marketing is email. Okay. I, that's my other favorite thing. First of all, I love connecting with people on my email list. I love when people respond back to me when I email them. I love when my email touches somebody. Um, I love expressing myself in written form. I don't necessarily love the effort of writing (laughs) because sometimes my writing needs to be strategic and free flow writing is completely different than strategic um, and conversion um, copywriting. So I'm a beautiful free flow writer, like journaling, like if I'm writing in an email or writing on a, on a post and I'm just free flowing what's in my heart, love that strategically crafting an email or writing conversion copy email is not as fun for me, even though I'm really good at it. (laughs) But anyway, I love email. And I am a believer that you should get as many people on your email list as possible. Get as many people out of the interwebs onto your email list because the longevity of of that relationship is much stronger when they're in your space, in your email space. And not just having an email list, but having an approach to your email list that supports your marketing goals. And usually that means for me, 
for the clients that I work with, creating an evergreen approach to getting people in front of what they sell, whether it's something digital or whether it's a trading time offer, like they're coaching or consulting their agency, whatever it is, it's just figuring out how to craft an email marketing approach to consistently nurture new people that come into your space and invite them strategically throughout the month, throughout the year to make a purchase with you. Email marketing is another way to add a layer to your marketing. Every single person, I'm, I don't care what your business model is, brick and mortar, consulting, um, Etsy shop, uh, you know, a service provider. I do not care what your business model is. You need to leverage an email list. You must, must, must have a way of getting people on a list where you can connect with them whenever you desire to. Social media goes down. Social media's algorithms, we're all subject to it, right? Some people may see your stuff. Some people won't. I'm going to, and that's going to actually be my last thing I talk about before I hop off of this is marketing on social media. But an email list is yours. An email list is absolutely yours. You can have something to say to your people right now, type an email and send it to them. All right. It's just a powerful way of nurturing relationships. And when done right, a very, very powerful way to market the things that you sell. All right. Um, If you need help with any of that, just reach out to me because this is what I do. This is what I love to do because creating marketing that is refreshing is part of my Refresh Moms formula. Marketing that allows you to do less in your work in order for you to make more money, but also have more time capacity to prioritize your rest, your um, nurturing of your faith, spending time with your family. That's what I do. So just reach out to me if that is something you want to talk about. Okay, so I talked about email. I talked about collaborations. What do I want to talk about next? Let's talk about affiliates and partners, which is another way of collaborating. I talked about it briefly earlier, but I'm a very slow affiliate person as far as taking on affiliate um, products. I don't know if I said that right. It takes me a while to decide on what products or services align with what I do in a way that it makes sense to be an affiliate. I have been doing Refresh Moms for going on four years. Wow, that that number just kind of baffled me when I said it. It'd be four years in a few months. Three and a half years. Let's just say three and a half years. And I have, I'm I'm trying to even think. I know one program that I am a very strong affiliate with, and I actually, you know, make a four figure revenue amount from this affiliate and I'm trying to rack my brain is, you know, I, I do small things like with, um, Amazon when I refer people to books and things like that, but that I literally have made $10 from my Amazon affiliates this year. 
<laughs> but I share I share books and things that I um, want to recommend to people. And when I share them, I usually link it to an affiliate link on Amazon. And I'm literally racking my brain. Surely there's another. I can't think of anything that's in my in my evergreen nurture that is an affiliate product right now besides that one that I mentioned. Um, and there's one more that I want to work in in 2022. That's it. I don't do a whole lot of affiliate marketing, but when the person and the service and the product is right, affiliate marketing is magical. And for many people that are new to business, that's a great way to start earning income while you're figuring out what you want to sell. If you, if somebody else's product or service um, really aligns with the person that you want to help and how you want to help them in a way that's complementary and supplementary to your service offer or you know what you offer, it's so it could be a really great way to invest in some marketing. So affiliate marketing is another opportunity to add a layer to your marketing, okay? And let's see, I'm going to end with social media, social media marketing. All right. Social media has many business owners, especially new business owners, deceived in thinking that that's where the majority of their sales are going to come from. And for most of us, that is not the case. Unless you are an influencer on a platform, you are most likely not going to generate a ton of sales on social media. Um, If you are generating a lot of sales on social media, I would like for you to email me so I can pick your brain and, and see and understand your business. Because I would love to learn what has worked for you and how you've gotten there. But For the most part, based off of what I've seen in hundreds and hundreds of businesses, is social media is more of an icing on the cake type of layer to your work. So they're your storefronts. The first place we go when we hear somebody on a podcast or we um, learn about someone that, that we think is interesting, what do we do? We go find them on Instagram or go find them on Facebook and we go follow their, their space, right? So your spaces need to be updated and active. You don't have to do every space, but whatever space um, you're on, if you're choosing to be on social media, you know, definitely keep it active. This is my opinion in a way that people know that you're, you're around. Right. But when you decide to use a social media platform to leverage it for marketing, that's a completely different, like marketing in a way that you're wanting it to convert a certain way for you. There's a specific type of energy that needs to be put into it. And I just suggest that when you choose a social media platform, start with one, learn how to leverage that one, like max out what you can do on that one platform um, and possibly add another one if you desire. But being spread across all the platforms, I don't think it's necessary. I really don't. I think for moms who are trying to raise kids and run businesses, I 
I highly suggest not doing that. It's just time consuming and the return on that time investment is minimal. Okay. (laughs) This is my soapbox on social media. But what I will say is if you're like, once you have your messaging together, once you have your email marketing together and you have somewhere to put somebody once they come into your space, I think it's fine to choose to leverage a social media platform that that has a specific call to action, which in my opinion, it needs to be getting them on your email list in some kind of way. I wouldn't spend time heavy lifting to sell on social media. I would use social media to learn how to get a opt-in conversion. And once again, I'm talking about newer businesses, business, you know, solopreneurs, uh, moms that don't have a ton of time to spend on social media. If you're going to be on social media, learn how to leverage it to invite people onto your email list so that your email list can do the heavy lifting for your marketing. Okay. Um, yeah. The other um, thing I'm going to say about social media is once you do have an email list and marketing that you have uh, have proven conversion analytics on, like you have you have figured out that your email list converts for you in a way that um, is fulfilling and rewarding for you, then you can definitely use social media in their paid avenues of getting people in front of your work. And of course, I'm talking about ads. I definitely wouldn't spend time playing around with ads without having a converting nurture approach in my email list. I just wouldn't do it. Now you can, um, or a converting sales page, because if you want to do ads that are going straight to a sales page, that's fine. They're more expensive, but that's fine. But um, if you're going to do ads, I would only do ads around the pieces of my marketing that are converting for me, that have been proven to convert because ads can get very expensive because even if you have a proven, have a sales page that has proven that it converts, an opt-in page that has proven it converts, an email list that has proven it converts, you still are going to spend some money investing in figuring out how to get your ad to convert for you with click-throughs. You're wanting somebody to click that ad to get on your converting page. There's there's effort involved in getting somebody to click whatever it is that you have, uh, that you're inviting them to click. And there's money involved to learn how to do that. Um, But I'm not saying it's not worth it. I'm just saying I wouldn't invest in figuring out how to get an ad to convert for you with that click-through without having a proven... Um, have proven marketing collateral that converts organically in your other spaces. All right. I don't know if this was a confusing episode or if it was an educational one. I don't know if you learned anything from this, but this is just my little effort to talk about marketing. Um, but next week, I'm going to come on and I'm going to tie all of this together with my thoughts on divine business building, because everything from part two to part five, which is today in this series has, have been very practical and tangible business building 
episodes and it's just education. You know, it's just learning how to be a good marketer around your business. But I also want to spend an episode next week talking specifically about the divine aspects of building a business with God that absolutely can blow everything I just taught between um, episode two and episode five out of the water, just out of the water. His, our marketing efforts are not subject to his divine authority. And we're going to talk about that next week. So, oh, one more thing before I go. All of these marketing efforts, you can take these on one at a time. And then as you um, work your way through seeing success in those conversions, you can add on to them. You don't have to do all of these at one time. All right. Maybe choose one that you're going to learn how to do well, get it converting the way you desire it to convert and then say, okay, now I'm going to add another layer. So maybe start with email and then say, okay, now that I have my email list um, converting in a way that I like, I'm going to now add getting featured on podcasts. I actually think that those two can go hand in hand because you can be testing your email list out by inviting people to your opt-in on that email, on that podcast interview. And once people get in your email list, you can start seeing if they're converting. So you can maybe do those at the same time so you can test things out. But my whole point is don't try to do them all at one time. Just um, lean into the slowness of business building, lean into um, growing um, and enjoying the journey of the growth. You will get there. Uh, It may take you a little longer (laughs) because you're moving at a mom's entrepreneur pace. But if you just keep chipping away at it, you will get there and um, hopefully without burning yourself out in the process. That is it. Um, I'll talk to you next week. I am going to publish an episode next week on divine business building. And um, up until then, we'll chat soon. Bye for now.